This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and I'm very excited today because I have a friend of mine named Michael Fraser that I'm interviewing. So we met in Vancouver through Zen Den, which is a meditation facility that offers other modalities for healing, such as breathwork and sound bowl classes and other amazing things. And so I decided to invite him onto the podcast because I wanted him to share his story of how he got into healing, how he got into meditation and breathwork. And so he is a certified meditation teacher and breathwork facilitator. So I'm going to invite him to share about himself and then we're going to dive into a really amazing conversation today. So I'm so excited to have you here. Michael, if you can tell us a bit about yourself, this would be awesome. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. So yeah, I guess my story, I owned a business in Edmonton, which was a property maintenance and landscaping business. Growing up was super motivated to have a big successful business. And I also was in real estate at the same time. And so five years into my business, crazy busy, but also dealing with a ton of chronic stress. Uh, Not so much anxiety, but major chronic stress at the time. And I actually developed cancer. And so that was my first sort of wake up call of like, I'm really not taking care of my body. I'm not listening to these signs. And so luckily the cancer was something that I could go and have surgery, remove it quick. From there, slowly started to get the recognition that there was, there was some severe stress issues that were, were happening and anxiety started to happen, which led to depression. In 2018, I, I got to the point where it was just like my health was, was messed up from my business and from pushing myself too hard and the nonstop state of chronic stress. So in 2018, I sold my business thinking that this was going to relieve a whole bunch of my pain and trauma. And I also broke up with a girlfriend at the time. And within two weeks of selling the business, which was some excitement at first, I got into some severe depression and was still having some major anxiety. My sister at the time uh, recommended like, hey, you should try this meditation course. I I took it before. It was really powerful. And so I thought, okay, at this point, I, I have nothing to lose. And within three weeks of taking the course, I noticed a massive shift in my life and really became addicted. And so at the end of the 10 weeks, I decided to go on and get certified in meditation. That was about three months after the course, I got certified here in Edmonton, Alberta. And uh, that's really where the journey began. I then went on to uh, get certified in Reiki and uh, become a breathwork uh, facilitator. That's kind wow. of landed today, yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh, there's so much that I don't know about you. Like, so just so our audience knows, like I met Michael at Zenden and he like he was facilitating some of the classes that I was doing. And so I wanted to bring him on to really talk about breath work and obviously other things. But I had a really great experience when I did his breath work classes. And so it's really it makes me really excited to have you come on the podcast because obviously you're somebody who's all about like empowering people and you've had this major breakthrough yourself and you're gonna be able to help other people deal with stress and and chronic anxiety and all of that so there's like I had no idea that you had cancer first of all like that blows me away like you know and it I guess that really does show that stress can form 
in the body in different ways, which obviously I think, you know, you might agree with me on that, that it's not always, I, I, I have a belief that I don't think that dis-ease in the body, like the body not being at ease, I don't always believe that it's genetic. I really do believe that it can come from, you know, what we experience in our life. So, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at the time I didn't learn from when it came up that like why I may have had it. The doctor just said, this is normal for somebody your age that could develop this type of cancer, uh, which is just a tumor that I had and was able to have it removed. But when I started doing some research, chronic stress, uh, which activates your something called fight or flight, and which is your sympathetic nervous system, when that activates, it lets go of something called cortisol and adrenaline. And cortisol, the more cortisol you have in your body, the more it leads to this disease. Basically, that cortisol just found a spot in my body where it didn't like and built up and built the tumor. And that's really what led to it. So chronic stress is just a very unhealthy thing. And that's why I'm super passionate about helping people that are dealing with stress and dealing with anxiety. And meditation has been really the powerful keys, including breath work, uh, to help me get to this place where I'm now. Yes, I love this. I, I've talked a lot about meditation on my podcast because I've, I've been like an avid med- meditationer <laughs> for a long time now. And I like, I really just can't stress enough. And I think that, I mean, I wonder if you hear this because I hear it all the time when people say, Oh, I just, I can't stop getting my, my mind to think like, I just can't stop thinking like I don't have time for meditation and blah, blah, blah. So what is your, what's your, your tricks around that? Like around those excuses that people have, because obviously we know what a difference meditation makes. So really when like most of my clients, this is a very common question that I've noticed specifically lately. People are like, how do you continuously do it? And really the thing is that I've noticed is the more you do it, the better you feel. And so once you just sort of attach to that and remind yourself, how do I feel on the days that I meditate versus the days that I'm not? Because in my personal life, when I'm not meditating, I react to anything and everything, and I'm a nut job. So the days that I'm meditating, you know, I'm building that gap in between the thoughts. And the more of that gap I have, the more I can respond, which allows me to, you know, be a little bit more calm and, and decide how I want to react to a situation versus making a decision or blowing up on the spot. Yeah, and I totally get that too, because even for me, I'm at the point where I usually meditate first thing in the morning. And there's some days that I won't meditate until the afternoon or evening and I can feel it. I can feel the difference just doing it six hours later. Like that's how, so when people think, Oh, like I I won't be consistent, so I'm not going to do it anyway. The thing is, like you said, like it's kind it's like kind of like working out, like you are working a muscle, that muscle of, of patience and listening to yourself and paying attention to your breath and just allowing yourself to feel grounded and to have no obligation in the moment for however long you meditate for. And so I think that that's the biggest thing, like people listening, like you just, you know, just try it for a week and see what happens. You know, it doesn't have to be like a lifetime commitment. And if you miss a day, then that's okay. As long as you just get back to it. Totally. And the truth is, is uh, there was a Harvard study done and we have 50 to 80,000 thoughts a day. So something that a new meditator always has a, always assumes is that you're supposed to close your eyes and not have thoughts. But the thing about meditation is it's, you're absolutely supposed to have thoughts. It's just allowing those thoughts to arise and letting those thoughts go. The more you do that, the more you build the mental muscle, the more you build the gap in between those thoughts, letting you respond versus react. Yes. And I've definitely noticed that actually before I even started meditating like years ago, I honestly thought 
that meditation, like in quotations, is like some magical thing where, you know, if I got really good at it, I would like levitate off the floor or something. Like I thought it was just crazy, like third dimensional, fourth dimensional thing that, you know, was to obtain. And you, I don't know, it was crazy. But then that's, that's exactly it, right? Is I notice now it's, it's the power of noticing your thoughts, which that is actually insane. When you think about it, like noticing your thoughts, right? Because when you work that muscle and you gain that awareness, then that means that you can consciously choose your thoughts. And then when you, and this is where, this is where the, like the mindset aspect comes in for me, because then it's like, you're present, you're aware of your thoughts, you can choose your thoughts. Therefore, that's how you change your life because how you think then affects the actions that you take, which then equals the results that you have. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I was first learning meditation, my mentor taught me that there's five essentials to meditation. And the first one is, of course, it's okay to have thoughts. You're going to have those thoughts. The second one is don't try too hard. Often you sit down and you're trying to have this magical experience that you're and not have these thoughts. But it's, it's just really about not trying, just getting into your breath, getting into that single point of awareness and being calm and just letting yourself go within. Then the third essential is let go of expectations. And just like you said, you have this expectation that you're going to levitate or have this amazing experience. And the more you have an expectation, the more difficult and the more kind of grumpy you're going to get with your experience. Uh, The fourth essential is be kind to yourself. And then the fifth is stick with it because it's just a daily practice. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And uh, the more it's going to just be enjoyable, the better you're going to feel and the more you're going to want to do it. Yes. I think right now, especially with the pandemic going on, that this is such a great time to take that time to meditate and allow yourself to process those thoughts and even just check in. Like you said, be kind to yourself because right now I think there's a, there's a lot of heaviness with, oh, you have to be productive right now because, you know, you're never going to have this time again. Like we're in quarantine and you're not working and whatever. And it's, it's just a matter of really just taking that time for yourself. And that that's critical, right? That that's such an important thing that people don't do. And I think that one thing to get started, another thing that I recommend people is using a meditation app. So I personally use insight timer. I don't know if you have any that you recommend. Yeah, Insight Timer is the one I always recommend. It just, it's the best for, it's, it's simple and easy from my experience. And also just having the timer is very important because when you're, when you're brand new, uh, checking the time constantly or having an alarm that goes off can be quite frightening when it does. So Insight Timer is definitely my recommendation. Yeah. You were talking earlier about breath. So I want to dive into this conversation because you're obviously going to like dabble in all of these modalities today. And so what's been your discovery with breath and breath work? So what's interesting, I I kind of missed missed a huge piece of my story, which over those 10 years of running my business, because of my severe stress, anxiety, and depression, I was taking heavy dosages of medication, uh, as well as numbing myself with marijuana at the time. And within six months of meditation, both of these, I was able to let go of my life. But really what I found is the meditation takes a period of time. It takes a lot of time for you to activate that parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest, and help you really make it easier for you to get that gap in between those thoughts, which will help you respond. But with breath work, I started breath work about seven months after learning meditation. And 
The power of breath work is incredible because it helps you get into the present moment much faster. It can help calm you much faster. You can't tell someone that's having major stress, stress or anxiety to just sit and meditate. That's the last thing they want to do because they're going to have a ton of thoughts and it's going to be incredibly overwhelming. So breath work allows you to shift your state, helps you shift from that sympathetic, that fight or flight into that parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest and really helps you calm quickly or it can give you energy depending on, on what you need. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Can you talk a little bit more specifically about what breath work is? For example, like say the, the audience listening to the listeners and they've never heard of breath work before, like how would you describe it to someone like the, physical, the physicality of it? Well, I guess it depends on the type of breath. The breath work that you had tried, it was called conscious circular breath or the three-point breath. And that breath was specifically used to help you release built up emotions, stress, or stuff that you've been pushing down for a while. But there's different types. So like you could use a, a breath to help you calm yourself. You could use a breath of fire to give you energy. It just really depends on what you need in the time. That's perfect. And yeah, so as Michael mentioned, I went to a couple of Zen classes for breath work and I was really excited about this because I've been wanting to try it. And so I managed to get two classes in before the quarantine hit <laughs> and everything was brought to a halting stop. But I remember my first class that I did, like you said, the three point breath, right? So just really breathing into the belly and the chest and exhale. And so, I mean, I guess we did about 25 minutes of the breath work with music. And uh, the first time, you know, I was so focused on the breathing, the breathing, and I like I was able to do it, but I was so shocked at the end. You talk about the release part. And that for me was so crazy because I didn't know what to expect, you know, and you had talked about how sometimes, you know, the release part, like you can scream, you can cry sometimes, you know, nothing quote crazy happens or, you know, you can laugh. And so the very first time I did the breathwork class, I was completely like bawling and it was just, and I, it, it was crazy because I really did feel that stuck energy and you just talked about like shaking it out and letting it go. And, and after that, like we have this meditation portion of the class and I was just so relieved, like absolutely calm. It's like, like the way I felt would be like going to the beautiful lake in a forest and it's like the water is completely still and just looks like glass like that. That's how I felt. And, and then the second class that I did was totally different because obviously the first one I'd been crying <laughs> and then the second one I was going into absolute hysterics and I just couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. And I, I don't know why, but it, that in itself is also a release, right? So crying right. and laughing. And, and so, I mean, that, those are my experiences and it was like, obviously the extremes within a week, but I mean, I'm so excited to go back and to, to do it again. Cause it's such an example of every time so with that breath what's happening is you're you're really putting a ton of oxygen into your body and you're letting go of a lot of co2 which is alkalizing your bloodstream and basically putting you in an altered state which allows you to let those emotions arise let those things that you normally wouldn't let free come to the surface and and let them rip right and that's the beauty of the breath work and or that type of breath is that Every time someone does it, they have a totally different experience. Like you said, one time you were crying, one time you were hysterically laughing. They're both releases. But at the end of it, you get off the mat and you feel calm, you feel more clear, you feel relieved. It's, uh, it's very powerful and that's why I'm passionate about it. Yeah, and I love that with meditation, that's another time to really bring in breath work and in the sense of like for me when I do that meditation I focus more on like breathing deep because a lot of people they only breathe within the chest and so actually maybe just to educate our listeners a little bit more do you want to talk about like 
I guess what you could say, just proper breathing, like deep breathing and like the differences with that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like you mentioned, tons of people, especially when you're having, uh, you're stressed and specifically right now with all the uncertainty that's going on in the world and watching the news, just sitting there on the couch, you're just taking short, shallow or quick breaths that are into your chest. And the key to like really oxidizing your body is taking big diaphragmatic breaths into your belly, uh, really filling yourself up. So one of the best ways is to really take a big breath in through the nose. This is not the three point breath. This is just a type of breath to help you calm uh, or to really bring some oxygen into your body, but take a full deep breath in through the nose and then a full exhale through the mouth, releasing everything. If you do that six times, you actually activate that parasympathetic nervous system, which I was mentioning, and that's going to help you relax, get into uh, the more rest and digest state. Yes. I love this example too, because it's so easy. You can do it at any time. And this, even though, you know, you could be walking and you think about your breathing and you start practicing this specific way of breathing, it, that is a form of meditation in the sense that you are being mindful. Absolutely. So, so perfect. And I find sometimes one thing that I started doing with myself is if I'm in, on autopilot doing my own thing in the day and I start having like really negative thoughts or just start thinking of really weird shit that doesn't make any sense and I'm just like whoa I will take a breath like inhale deep and when I exhale I literally imagine that I'm letting go of those thoughts and then I choose a different focus and like what I want to be thinking about or doing in that moment and it makes such a difference like that's such a that's like a sneaky little mindset hack for the people listening because it's, it's just one little thing it takes two seconds literally and it's completely shifted my days, to be honest. Yeah. And like you said, you can do it anywhere. And that's what I love about breath work is, you know, you could be standing in line at the bank or at Safeway right now, stressed out around people and just stop and recognize that you're not breathing. Notice your body and take those big, deep breaths and let them go and just imagine whatever you're holding on to and wherever you're feeling, come out with your exhale, as you mentioned. And it's a powerful way to just bring you into the present moment and let you let your body relax. Yes. I want to ask you, since you started really diving into these, I'll say like healing modalities or like ways of being and whatnot, what have been some of the major shifts that you've experienced in your life? And I'm asking you to share this because like anyone listening to this who maybe is new to this, like want to like inspire you that these, these ways of, you know, shifting your behavior and shifting how you breathe, like these things can completely transform your life. Well, I mean, to start, it got me off medication that was not helping me and got me off an addiction that I had. It made me present. It made me realize what was not beneficial for me. That was the first thing. The second thing really gave me the power to respond to things in my life versus react. Uh, I was the person that someone cut me off while I was driving and I'm like crazy honking, cutting them back off. And you know, that type of stuff just leads to more, more stress and more problems in your life. And so for me, it was able to just that response a bit. The other thing is I could never really sit down with a calm mind and read. Now I have no problem to sit, read, be present. And that's really just the biggest thing in my life is just like the presence. I'm no longer stressing about uh, the future or overthinking about the past. It's funny because I can totally relate to you as well in the sense of, I think the biggest thing for me is the, the reactive part. I've noticed, for example, like say, especially right now, being in quarantine and living in a small apartment with my boyfriend, like with each other 24 seven. And there's times where I'll catch myself getting irritated. And then this is usually what happens. Like I'll get irritated and then like maybe make a snarky comment or like 
take a little stab at something or just like, you know, you know, point out like, oh, you didn't do this, or you didn't do that. And like kind of pick a fight. Like I'm totally operating from the ego. And what I notice now is I notice those emotions coming up of like being irritated and being like annoyed or frustrated or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, I have an option right now. And that's, that's, that's the point that you're talking about. The gap between the thoughts is right in that moment. I'm like, okay, if I continue acting this way, we're going to get into an argument. You know, we're going to, I'm going to ruin the moment. I'm going to whatever, all these negative things, or I can just choose to let it go. And I'll literally do my, my breath that I just talked about. And I'll just notice that I was feeling irritated and choose. I kind of let that go and just be present and choose love and choose to communicate about how I feel. Like sometimes I'll even just point blank because I'm able to be so present. Like you're talking about, I'll be with him. I'll be getting irritated. I'll be like, I'm getting irritated right now. Like this is, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. And I just, instead of, instead of allowing it to show up in a behavior, like I'll vocalize it. And that's like a way of releasing it, which yeah. I think is so powerful. And before I used to be, like you said, like so reactive. And then, and then what happens is like fight or flight. And then I make a comment and then, you know, he gets defensive or whoever I'm talking to gets defensive. And then it turns into this like nasty dance of egos. Exactly. And it's funny you say that because I guess one of the biggest thing is I'm back in Edmonton right now with my parents and um, not once have we gotten a fight. And this is like, you know, a year and a half ago before I got into meditation, we were arguing when I did live at home, arguing daily. And there was always some come up. And the fact that I can be here and I think over the last four weeks, there's only been one day where I felt irritated. And then I just went, sat on the mat, took some big breaths, did a little meditation, felt gratitude to be with my parents and be able to be with them and have all the love that we do have for each other. And it was just, it's like, it's an amazing way to live. You know, it's so transformative. That's why I'm so passionate about sharing it with people. Yeah. So what are your, what are your plans and like your, your visions for the future with meditation and breath work i just really want to continue helping people i've just slowly been growing my business and the more and more i do it the more i recognize that i truly have a passion in helping people with, with stress and anxiety and so going forward as i would love to just keep teaching people the the simple i shouldn't say simple the practice of meditation but as well as love to help people change their lives as i've absolutely transformed my life from being so stressed out and anxious and i i know the pain of that feeling and i really want to help others that are suffering i love that and it's crazy how you know like my story growing up was the reason the reason why i got into personal growth and development i know i shared with you that i started doing this about five years ago but the real reason why I got into this was because for me growing up, like I had the experience of having an ex stepmom who was like an abusive alcoholic, like she was a narcissistic pathological liar. And so growing up, it was really hard being manipulated and just being around that kind of environment. And so for me, like when I was given the opportunity to dive into personal development, I've talked about the landmark forum before on my podcast, but when I did the landmark forum, that was my first taste of like a personal development course and experience then that's when I realized I was like, Oh my God, like I could see that when I was younger going through that and just having like alcoholism in my family and having a split family. And there was just a lot of heaviness there that that was actually, I could finally see it as a blessing and see it as Holy shit. Like I honestly could have just kept operating in that place of like never being able to trust people again, like hating women, like just all these things. I could have gone in that direction and or what I chose instead was like to forgive that and to be able to let it go so that I could choose like 
I get to design my life and I get to, I get to choose how I think about things and my perception of what happened to me or what didn't happen to me is like entirely my choice, despite that being a horrible experience for a period of my life. And so it's, it's really amazing when we go through hard, like shit like this, like it really, it really turns into a beautiful opportunity to be able to help other people. It's interesting you say this because I actually totally forgot that this journey did start with a Tony Robbins seminar that I went to. And uh, I went to uh, Unleash the Power Within in 2015. And I remember being at that event and I was still, I was on these medications. I was so stressed out and anxious. And I remember calling my parents from the event saying like, hey guys, I, uh, I was, I was bawling. And I'm like, when I get over all of this shit that I'm dealing with, I'm going to help other people uh, that are dealing with severe stress and anxiety and depression. And I've totally forgot about that until you brought that up. Personal development is very powerful and it's, it's a lot, but it's, when you get there, it's amazing shift. It's true. I love that you shared that because it literally gave me chills. I thought, oh my God, that's crazy that, you know, you have that experience. And I've never been to a Tony Robbins event. Definitely on my bucket list because I think he's like, I think he's great. And he was definitely one of the, you know, gurus that I found later on in my personal development journey. But I think that, I think that if, if, if anyone's never done anything like that, like never done like say you've never you've never done the landmark forum or you've never gone to a conference like this or you've never done like even a weekend course or whatever like it's it's worth it because the thing is you don't know what's going to happen and that's the beauty of being open-minded is that then anything is possible and I think that's so amazing because in that moment for you when you had that realization like oh my god like I'm going to help people through what I've been through like you manifested that right and I love that and I love you know talking about manifestation too so I don't know like what is your what is your cup of tea when it comes to manifestation? Like, what do you think about that? Manifestation has been actually huge in my life. When I was in junior high, there was a, a flag football team that I was, I had never played football in my life, never played anything to do with flag football specifically, or for any football, I guess. And they posted this thing that uh, they're going to have a, a team and this team could go to nationals and all my friends were super pumped about it. And I came home and told my parents that I was going to be the quarterback. And they looked at me like, what do you mean you're going to be a quarterback? You've never <laughs> even thrown a football. And I, I just decided in that exact moment. And every day I just pictured myself being on that team and leading as the quarterback and I practiced nonstop and just had I put everything. I felt it. I, I believed in it. And within, I think it was four months, we had the tryouts and I was the quarterback. We went to nationals and that was sort of my first experience of like, whoa, when I really do put my mind and don't have any doubts and don't wander off and go full throttle with it, it comes to life. So yeah, that was sort of my first experience, but I've had a couple of different uh, experiences with manifestation. And it's funny because I think the, the older I get, uh, obviously everyone has more, more pain and more stuff that's built up and you know it's it's hard at times because you your brain begins to question what you can and cannot do and when you're young it's like it's almost like no I can do that what do you mean I can't do it and you, and you just figure out a way right or you you make it happen it's just a good reminder that you, you know you can do these things it's just you got to let that old brain go and and believe in yourself and fully let all the the negative thoughts and beliefs dissipate it's true because as we the irony is that, you know, when we're young, we think, oh, I can do anything. Like I can be Superman. I can do this, this and whatever. And you have no, you have no self-limiting beliefs built up because the irony is that like you lack experience. 
But then as we get experience and then we've had failures in our life, suddenly that becomes evidence that, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. Well, if I do this, then it didn't work out. And so, and that's how we all of a sudden get tunnel vision and we lose our imagination and we start visualizing what we think is realistic. And not that that's a bad thing, but sometimes I've, I've had conversations with people where I've asked them like, what do you want? And they'll tell me, and I'm like, no, I don't want you to tell me what you think you can have. I want you to tell me what you want. Yeah. And that's a totally different question because I think people, they hear, oh, this is what I think I can get. So then they answer from that space rather than answering from this is what I actually want. Because if you say what you want, like that's sometimes it's like fucking terrifying, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so I think that that's such a powerful thing when you ask yourself, like, what do you want? Like, are you actually saying what you want? Or are you saying what you think you can have? Mm. Mm, that's powerful. I've never even thought of it like that. I know, right? <laughs> Love it. And you know what's actually, I totally forgot about this too, is with Zen Den meditation, when I lived in Edmonton, I finished my meditation course and was looking at moving to Vancouver and wasn't sure when that would happen. And I'm, I was looking on Instagram at different meditation studios that I would check out. And I actually found Zen Den meditation and saw their pictures and told myself in the, that exact moment, like, I'm going to work at Zen Den meditation. And then it, it manifested when I moved it. I, Five months after living in Vancouver, I was working at Zenden. I've done that too, where last year I was living in Toronto. And so I lived in Toronto from 2016 to 2019. And uh, I really wanted to move back to BC. Before that, I was living in China. And so I'm in Toronto and I'm thinking, I really want to move back to BC. Like, I don't know when it's going to happen. And one of my friends, she's a medium and she's also like very intuitive and magical. And I love her so much. And she did a reading for me one day. And I asked her, I was like, what do you like, what are your thoughts about me? Like us moving back to Vancouver? And she's like, well, actually it's, you can probably do it this year. And I started laughing at her. I was like, yeah, right. Like, no, cause the, the plan like in quotations was, oh, maybe in a year or two. And I literally shit you not three months later, we found a place to live in Vancouver An opportunity came up for my boyfriend to transfer. So we transferred. And then within like six months, we had moved back to BC when it was supposed to be in like two years from now. And so I think that these things, like, I think the key is to be open to, like, bo bo like, both of us in these situations, sharing about our manifestations is like, we had this, we focused on the end goal, right? It was like, oh, what do we want? Again, there's the question, like, what do you want? Not what do you think you can have? Like, you decided that you wanted to work at Zenden, you decided that you wanted to move to Vancouver. And then myself, like, I decided that, you know, I wanted to move to Vancouver as well, and, and all of this. And I think that, that's like what I love so much about manifestation is like this ability to be so creative and imaginative and just really be limitless in our thinking. Mm, I love that. And I love the, I mean, I, I love the, what you're saying about just deciding what you want. That's something I, I really haven't been doing for a while. And I'm going to have to put that into play ASAP here. <laughs> yeah, no, it just, that's just it. Like, what is it that you want? Not what you think you can get. Those are, and I just, I really want to like drill this home in the conversation today because I think people are really going to be like, whoa, like how am I thinking from a place of what I think I can get? Because if the irony of that is that you're actually thinking from a place of scarcity. Mm. But if you think of it from a place of what do I want? And you imagine like the abundance of having everything that you want, then that's like, you know, that's the gold mine essentially. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I guess like we could try to chat a little bit on how to get or how you would get to that place because I think sometimes even with myself, you know, just sitting down and thinking, what do I want? I feel overwhelmed and I feel in a place of, yeah, I guess overwhelming of I don't know what I want sometimes or uh, it seems so far away. And that's kind of where you can use breath work and meditation. You can use a, a visualization through your meditation, meditation, right? And so I guess even there is just starting with like using some big, deep breaths getting into your breath, connecting with your body, connecting with your soul, connecting inward, and then getting into closing your eyes and visualizing that thing that you do want. And right there, that'll give you that feeling and that a uh, little bit more clarity. And uh, I think that's a great place where people could start to decide where what they want and, and go a little bit deeper inwards. I love that you said that. And that that is really a great way to start. Like if somebody feels overwhelmed, you know, it's just simply because your mind has just been conditioned. Like I said, like you've had all this experience, like good and bad experience as an example. And that's like caked on this belief system that you have that you operate from, which has obviously gotten you the results that you currently have in your life. And if you want more then of course, that's amazing. Like you deserve that. And, and so I love that you said that, like just breathing and just focusing on what you want. And even yesterday, now that you mentioned that, like I'm working a new job as I continue to build my online coaching business. And I was so overwhelmed yesterday. Like at one point, you know, I literally had like 50 emails and I had all these things I had to do. And I was just like, I just kind of clocked out and I, I just sort of looked off to the side and I was like, I'm just going to breathe for a minute. And I just stopped and I was just breathing. and then you know, I'm not kidding you. Like you that was exactly, it. I was like, okay, what do I want right now? Like, what do I actually need to do? And I'm just breathing. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this first. And then I'm going to do that and this. And then what happens is that it, because we're focused on our breath, then it kind of causes everything to sort of fade away. Cause then I started thinking like when, before I stopped to breathe, I was thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to get this done. Like I have to do this, this, and this. And, and then that's where the, the anxiety starts. And, and that's the, the breath is the, is the power to switch you into that, that state. And, you know, I think when people feel, I think even growing up, like when you're stressed out, someone's like, take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is, is if you can take six deep breaths, that's really when you're going to ground yourself down and be in that present moment and then allow you to make the decision of how you want to react or respond or, you know, get a little bit clear as to what you want and how you want to handle that situation, as you were mentioning. Yeah. I think the other thing too is that people are listening to this and they feel overwhelmed and they don't know what they want. Sometimes you can find out what you want by looking at what you don't want. Right. So, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to continue gaining weight. I don't want to have debt. I don't want to be single. Then you can immediately flip that. And it's, and instead say to yourself, like, I want to be healthy and lean and strong. I want financial abundance. I want to be in a healthy, loving relationship. So that's the thing is that sometimes I think with mindset and manifestation, there's a lot of heaviness around don't focus on what you don't want, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this whole like stigma around that. But sometimes that, that is feedback. When you have anxiety or worrisome as well, like those emotions, like those are just feedback telling you that you need to shift how you're being and how you're feeling in the moment. And so I love that we're having this conversation about meditation and breath work because those are literally tools. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. You can do it anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've even used this. Uh, I've used this actually, you know what we, maybe you can share a little bit about, I find I used to have a really hard time sleeping mm -hmm. and meditation has made like such a huge difference for me. And so you shared earlier, well, you've kind of shared in our conversation about 
breathing for relaxation but if say if somebody was having a hard time sleeping like do you have any recommendations of what they can do to relax for that so this is a huge thing like anyone that's dealing with stress and anxiety it obviously most of the time has a hard time falling asleep right because they're they're laying there overthinking and the key is that is first starting with those big deep breaths right so when you get into bed take those big inhales through the nose and the exhale through the mouth do that six to ten times but do it really slow if you can imagine yourself blowing uh, out through the mouth as if you're blowing through a straw. It's going to help it slow down. And that's just going to help you slowly get into that parasympathetic nervous system, as I mentioned earlier. And then the other thing that I find has been massive for a lot of my clients is doing a body scan. And so what I would recommend is you start by just doing the breathing, feeling your body, getting into your body and letting it relax, sink into your bed. And then just saying, and guiding down to your feet and saying, my feet are now falling asleep. And just let them relax, breathe, let your feet relax. Move up into your shins and calves and tell yourself, or use your, with your mind, tell your body to relax. And just go through each part of your body, letting it slowly uh, go into a relaxed state. You'll notice while you tell your feet, tell your legs to relax, they're going to sink a little deeper into the bed. And then when you get to the top of your head, I always just say, I'm now letting go of all my thoughts and I'm letting myself now fall into sleep. And anytime I've used this, use this with a lot of my clients and the feedback has been fantastic, uh, helping them shift into a state of just full relaxation, calmness and helping them fall asleep much faster. I love this. And this is such a great example too, like using it to fall asleep. But then again, like when you, when you tap into your body, then you're able to, you know, produce the results that you want, like whether it's sleeping or, you know, like you said earlier, when you're visualizing becoming a quarterback, like you, you were seeing that you were feeling that and you're taking the actions towards it. And so I think people really underestimate like the connection between the mind and body. Totally. And that's another way of like, I always explain to people when you go to the gym, you always warm up unless you should warm up before you start lifting weights, right? And so with meditation, it's like the warm-up for meditation is doing some breath work, doing that body scan to help you connect and relax your mind and your, or your body. And then you move to your mind and let your mind relax and watch those thoughts and let them go. And just sort of starting there will make the meditation a little bit easier. I think the other great thing that you just reminded me of, I saw a quote somewhere a while ago, but it was just talking about how, like you said, warming up to go to the gym, like warming up your car in a cold winter day before you start driving. Like there's things that we have to warm up, like a pan before you start cooking. So usually before we start doing activities, like we, we warm up. And so the funny thing is that sometimes with sleep, if somebody's having trouble with that, is that sleep is technically an activity. So sometimes I found, especially when I lived in Toronto, I was so wired. I lived right downtown. It was like, was literally nonstop cement jungle all the freaking time. And there were times where I'd like rush, rush, rush all day, all day. Okay, you got to go to bed. And then I'd like go to bed and I'd just be like, ping, like eyes wide awake, thinking about what I need to do the next day. And there was no, there was no warming up to go to bed. You know, when you're talking about this, like body scanning and like, you know, actually that whole thing of reconnecting your mind to your body when you're trying to fall asleep is like warming up to, to fall asleep. Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't realize when you're super busy and you're in that 
um, environment of so much going on is like your body's vibrating and you get into bed and you haven't, or also you're sitting there watching TV, getting hyped up, watching the bachelor or whatever it is. <laughs> and you're looking at your phone and you're, you're not letting your mind and your body relax. You're being stimulated. You're, I guess, in a way numbing your day and you're not just getting mind that mindful and that body connection to help you calm down and relax. Just like you were saying. So yeah. doing that for literally five minutes, right when you get into bed will help you relax and make it a little bit easier for you to fall asleep. Yeah. The other thing you just mentioned was, you know, your body vibrating. And so I want to talk a little bit about energy because I know you talked about how you've been certified in Reiki. And so I would love for you to share about Reiki because I did my level one probably about a month ago, almost a month ago now. And I really love this, like learning about these different things like meditation and Reiki and breath work. Like I feel like especially being on the West Coast, I'm like turning into such a hippie, but <laughs> I would love for you to share about Reiki and just tell us what it is and tell us, you know, what you, what you get from it. Well, it's, it's funny you said, because like, you know, two years ago, like I would have thought all this stuff is just like nonsense. I, I would have never believed that it worked and using it and having it done to me has been the example of that. Like you really can't really can change your life. But what happened for me with around Reiki is when I was taking my meditation certification, there was a couple girls or one girl specifically in our class that taught uh, Reiki and was telling some people about it. And I was thinking like, what the heck is this energy healing stuff? Like, I don't, I don't really believe in this. And uh, she convinced me to come to uh, level one. And so I went to the class and learned some information and thought like, hmm, this is, this is interesting. Like, I, I guess I'll, I'll try it on myself and maybe you know maybe a friend here and there and I think it was like about a maybe a week after I took the course I had a neighbor that lived in my condo building and she she knew that I was in meditation and, and called me and said hey I'm like I'm, I'm having a lot of stress and I have this this court date tomorrow I'm super stressed out I'm wondering if you can help me and I'm like hmm like maybe I should try this this Reiki thing and see if it works so I got her to lay down and tried giving her Reiki and after 30 minutes of it, she got up and was just bawling and said she's never felt this calm and relaxed in her life. Uh, and I was like, holy crap, this stuff actually works. Uh, <laughs> now I can believe it. And so that's kind of where it started. And from there, yeah, I've never done it like professionally. I've always just used it on friends and family. And it's, it's, it's powerful. Like as much as there's times where I just don't, I'm like, does this really work? And then I'll use it on a friend or a family member and they have these amazing uh, breakthroughs. And I guess the, the craziest experience I've had is I have a friend that had chronic stomach pain and she had it for 12 years and was going to doctors and all these things and was telling me about it. And I said like, well, maybe we should just try this Reiki thing. It's energy healing and I might be able to help you. And so um, we did a session together and I spent a lot of time on her stomach and some stuff came up and we finished the session and she was just super emotional and had a crazy experience. And so I think she did, she came back for one more session with me. Within three weeks, uh, her chronic stomach pain dissipated and it hasn't come back. So it is incredibly powerful. Just talking about it right now makes me think I should get back into it more, although we can, we're all social distancing, but it is very powerful. I love this because I've had this experience too. Like ever since I was certified, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like willing to be with my boyfriend. I haven't done it yet on him, but I've been doing Reiki in my meditations in the morning. Like I'll do like a Reiki meditation and I'll go through all my, my chakras, which are like the, the energy systems aligned in our body and just really paying attention to how I feel in those places. 
and sending, you know, positive thoughts and good vibes and just really paying attention to, like you talked about again, like we've talked about this mind body connection, like where do I feel tension? Like, do I feel tension in my throat? Like, do I feel tension in my stomach? And for me, like, I feel I carry a lot of tension, like in my stomach area. And I know that it has to do with like, eating low energy foods, like I've definitely been eating out of whack being in quarantine and so on. And I feel that right. And, and so it really just allows you to, to tap in, like, how are you feeling? Because the feeling, feelings are emotions and emotions are energy and motion. So when we have dense feelings, then that's where that dense emotion, like it's stuck in the body, right? And so Reiki is really about realigning, you know, your energy systems and your chakras. And like, I can include notes for resources on chakras if people are listening, they have like no idea what I'm saying right now. But I really do believe in, in energy and like being connected. And it was interesting because I was thinking about this, like this is kind of getting into a law of attraction now, but I was, I'm reading this book right now called Quantum Success by Christy Whitman. And she was talking about law of attraction and she was talking about how, you know, like attracts like, right. And I've talked about law of attraction before on my channel, but she was, she was sharing how, you know, what you think about and how you feel like will attract similar things. And sometimes I think if people don't really believe in energy or vibrations, like I thought of this example, which is really great. Say, for example, you meet someone that you've never met before and you start talking to them and then you realize like, oh my God, you both have a dog or, you know, you've both been traveling to the same place or you might know a mutual person. And all of a sudden you feel this rapport with that person and you're like, wow, like I feel like really connected to you. And there's this sort of like vibe between you. And I think that that's such a great example of like what law of attraction is. Like you've met this person and you've found these things in common with them and suddenly there's a bond. And so if you think about law of attraction and manifesting in your life, when you think about the things that you want and if, you know, say that's something really miraculous, like you want to make significantly more money or you want to find your soulmate. And if there's any sort of dense feelings around it of like oh I'm not good enough for that or oh I have to work really hard for that then it's like that's where the work can be done with the energy systems and like that's this that's the feedback that you know you have self-limiting beliefs in the way but then when you deal with those things and you clear those things like using meditation using breath work then you get to be aligned with those things and in vibration with them and that's what brings it into your life and that like that is what you know manifestation is and like for example when you were talking about becoming a quarterback and you were visualizing thinking about it like there was nothing between you because you fully believed that you could have it and that's like that's the miracle in manifestation like that's how it works you're dropping knowledge here i'm loving it <laughs> i'm learning <laughs> yeah well these are it's funny because i've been wanting to talk about the, like the particular thing lately because i've like thought about it but i hadn't actually said it out loud but for me, I just thought this makes so much sense. Like, this is what it means to be a vibrational match. Like, you know, you meet this person or something happens and you feel a certain way and you have that thing. Like, even if you go to Starbucks and have a coffee, like right now, I'm just saying that would be amazing. You know, quarantine life, like not having Starbucks for like a month and a half. But just the, when you think about the things that you have in your life that make you really happy, like they're, they're there because you feel for that, you know? And, and so I think that that's the power of Reiki is like this energy healing and clearing yourself is what will 
allow you to be aligned with like what you want in your life, which for you, obviously, like you're helping people align with the feelings that they want and having the freedom from stress and having the freedom from anxiety. And you touched on it like totally is that you, you hold these energetic pains and traumas and stresses in your body and without releasing them, they're just going to keep getting triggered when a new experience or perceived uh, similar experience arises. Right. And so doing these things to either the breath work to release or trying Reiki or doing some meditation and just slowly dissipating that, that pain or that worry is going to get you to that place where, you know, you can show up and, and do what you want. Yeah. I love that. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before I kind of wrap things up in our conversation today? No, not that I can think of. This has been great. Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. Before I, before I like, you know, end this, I wanted to ask, do you mind sharing with the listeners? I'll include it. I'll include it in the show notes, but just share, share with us where they can find you if they want to connect with you. Like if you have Instagram website or Facebook. Awesome. Yeah. So my Instagram is Mr. M Fraser. So Mr. M F R A S E R. And then my website, I'm still working on it, but it, it is live and it's Mr. Fraser.ca. Perfect. And so I'm going to include that in the show notes. And I want to thank you for making the time to have this conversation with me today. And I love like, we just talked about all the things I love manifestation and meditation and breath work and all of this. And so I'll make sure that you know, the listeners, especially if they want to learn more about breath work, because I haven't talked about that yet on my podcast. So they, they might be hitting you up for that. Wonderful. And I'd love to chat more with you. You got me excited. I'm feeling amped up and want to learn more about manifestation. So. Oh, for thank sure. You. This is something I talk about for days. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank the audience for listening today. If you could please like, subscribe, share this, tag us on Instagram. We would love to hear what you think and leave a five-star review. And you can be sure that I will be back to share another Wicked Episode with you in the near future. So thank you for listening. 